2: on ESPN Radio, and
3: so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. The,
2: <laughs> the incredible Bulk Hogan sitting to my right, running the board in place of Polly the Mole Sabilia. And of course, to my left, the incomparable who really needs no introduction at all, Josh Fassad. Thank you. <laughs> like you like Josh Fassad? Fine with it. I love it. I, like
3: I, it. I love any kind of mafia nicknames we can work into this show.
2: You missed it. Oh, we got a caller? Is it, is it the mole already calling oh, in? Is the mole call, calling in? Uh, yeah. It's the mole? Put it's him the mole on the line. Right on the line. He has carte blanche. Look at that. He absolutely he absolutely has carte blanche. Ladies and gentlemen, on the road <laughs> for day number 19. <laughs> Paulie the mole Sevilla, who loves to work, by the way. Paulie? He's a hard worker. He is a hard worker. Very hard worker. What's happening, Paulie?
1: it. Driving through Richmond, Virginia.
2: Richard? What, what time did you get on the road? 7. So, so what time are you estimating that's going to put you in at 4 o'clock in the afternoon?
1: Uh, 4.30 at the office.
2: Are you going to come into the I like it. He's going to make it look good. He's going to come in the office. Of course he
3: is. He's a, he's a dedicated employee. He is. He can, he'll
2: be here all night. He's one of the hardest
3: out. working people I know.
2: He is. He's Frank Sinatra of, of Radio course. Waves.
3: Of course.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Do you think? Say again? I do things my way. I'm Frank Sinatra. Yeah, exactly. You he do. certainly does. You do
2: start spreading the news, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paulie, uh, you know I don't want to go too into it because we're gonna. It, it, it's another segment, but you know you win. I think you. I think I have to uh, surrender to the fact that we're just not that good. We're not. We're very inconsistent. I, I can't understand why, for the life of me, we shoot twenty-four three-pointers. And we we made three or four. I mean, three of them were by one guy, so, or four. Or all four actually, I think, were by Hughes. He made five. Yeah, yeah, five from
1: Howard.
2: Five from Howard. Five from Howard. So, so we have Howard made five, and we missed nineteen. Nineteen. There you go. Yeah. that's going to work. That's going to get us titles. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, no, I, 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 I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and ask you at least this part of this now. So, and believe me. I sat one time with Jim Beheim at a a press event and and he said, you know, I know you all think you know more about basketball when you second guess me and blah, blah, blah. And and I'm not, I'm not second guessing. I'm just trying to understand something. And that is when week in and week out, one of our weaker aspects, besides maybe Buddy Beheim who got hot there for a little while, we're not a great three point shooting team. It certainly should not be our Achilles heel. With that said, why are we shooting them? Why are we shooting them if we don't make them? I don't, I don't, I don't care if they're open or not. If you're not knocking down open shots, why are you taking them? Why would we not avoid it?
1: They they missed from everywhere on the court last night. It wasn't just three pointers. And if you're going to get good looks, you got to take them. You know, this, this the team is inconsistent offensively, and when teams get up in their grill on defense, they struggle, like Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech did. And
2: NTC, we missed 19 of them though. And I'm not talking about we shot, you know, 40 percent, 35 percent. We missed 19 of them. So I I, I don't know
1: it off the off the top of my head because I'm driving, but I guarantee our our shots at the two point inside the inside the line where it wasn't much better.
2: Yeah, so. yeah, we really struggled putting the ball in the hole. I think we go to the chuke. I think we gotta get we gotta get it in the paint of the choke we are gotta change it all now. I don't know. There's
1: nothing there's nothing you can do at this point. It's very if they shoot well and they play good defense, they can beat anybody in the country. If they play poorly like they have been, and when they play poorly they play bad.
2: Well this is what it, this is what they like, this is their MO though in the last five years or more. You know, they, they struggle, they, they 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 get on the bubble, they beat a big team. You know, then and we'll see with the selection committee, they're they're a play in team, or maybe, you know, if they get if they get lucky and they knock now, there's two games they have to win. There's two games they have to win. They have to be Clemson, they have to be Wake. Let's assume they win those two games. I'm still worried that they're a play in team without another win. And and the and the other options of what they'd have to do is to be Duke, Carolina or Virginia. And that's a tall order to ask them to do. But they must win. Those other two games, that's for sure. Now the question becomes: Are they going to be selected based on a 19 win season, um, and and with their out of conference record? And and so I, I don't know. I think they might end up being a playing team if they win just those two. Certainly, if they win those two and upset one of those big three, for sure they're getting in for sure. But I'd love to see the updated thing where they were projected as an eight or a ten after losing that game last night. And and yeah. and, and Matt. As concerned, like NC State was some dog. I mean, they're not. You know, it's not like us having to put away Wake or you know, and, and having Louisville too. By the way, which will be you know, no, 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 no easy game either. You know, Louisville ch- proved that they can choke up by twenty three with with nine fifty five left in the game against Duke. Um, but, but more importantly, it's the way they lost. I mean, they got they just got battered. They got battered. They got the game down to to one point at one point. Uh, and uh, and and they just got shelled. So that that worries me. That worries me. That worries me. That...
1: Go ahead. Yeah, NC State started the second half with an 18 to three run, and when that happens, you're not going to win many ball games. But it it was it was it was as ugly a person. You know, they think TV has 10 pounds. It, I guarantee it looked 10 pounds worse in person than it was than it did on TV. last night. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was it was frustrating to watch them just. Possession after possession, you know, people just making really silly, mistakes. And um, yeah, they, they, they just didn't look good at all last night. You know, and, and, you know, sometimes you can throw one out, but they've had four, you know, five, you know, you just throw away games where they got beat, where you just looked at them and thought, you know, I, I don't care what anyone says. I'm not saying Buffalo is not good, but your Syracuse University, you got to beat Buffalo. We're a bigger program. Than Buffalo's a top 25 team I'm I'm I'm, Like I said, I'm, a, I'm not, you know, NC State, you can't lose by 20-plus points. You know, you you got to be in the game. The line was three and a half. It should have kept us closer. They just walked out flat in the second half. They looked terrible. So I'm concerned. I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, I, I think they need 11-18 to get into the tournament, but I am no expert,
2: so you think they have to beat Wake and they have to beat uh, Clemson and Clemson. one more and, and one, one more
1: uh, one other yeah.
2: Ooh, I think I think with those two wins, um, they're, they'll get a, they'll be a play in team just based on the fact that they beat Duke on the road. I mean, because the, the,
1: the that alone is enough to get you into the tournament.
2: Uh, no, I didn't say that. I that's said they I, think,
1: quit.
2: I, th- I think. That's I the think I think well, I think that you're right. Well, no you know it's not it's not as much meat but they beat ohio state on the road and they were ranked at the time 15th so that's not a bad that's a quality win um i think what 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 happens when they do the the uh the play in teams they have a lot more uh leverage about who they're going to take and they're going to look for somebody that can be a giant killer let's face it you know they they want somebody and, and nobody else is going to be able to say they beat number 1 you know what i mean on the road no one's going to be able to say that so Uh, You know, by taking a team that you know traditionally, too, I mean, this is the atypical, are we going to get in, are we going to get in, we all hold our breath, it's the last four teams, and suddenly we get in, and then we turn around and we go to the Elite Eight, you know what I mean? So, they they know Syracuse is that kind of caliber team if they're shooting at a higher percentage and they're, and they're, they're really, you know, working the zone properly, so... Um, I, I, don't kid yourself that they're they're on everybody's radar. But uh, I, I don't. I think you're right. I think they have to beat to get in the regular tournament. I think they have to win three more games. I do. Yeah. So I,
1: I would. I would not hold your breath on the play-in game, and I would not. You know, this team's got to prove itself. So I think I would not hold your breath that once they get in, if they do get in the tournament, they're going to make another Sweet Sixteen run. Either.
2: Well, that's so, why I'm That's why I'm going down to carolina yeah. That's why I'm going down to Carolina with you, buddy. And it turns out it's just you and me. Lobdell dropped me today. He's uh, he's flying in. He's flying. In. It's just right. you and me in the car. Do we bring Hoagie? We're Hoagie on the road.
3: Tommy sandwich on the road. <sighs>
2: Bulk Hogan on the this road.
0: Should be a heck of a skyrocket. Oh. Wow. Yeah.
3: Wow. Look at this kid in North Carolina. This
2: kid is just taking off. Wow. It's been a
3: huge
0: week.
2: Give him your credentials. Oh my god. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Pauly Syracuse is the sixth seed in the ACC right now. They'd play the 11th seed in the ACC tournament first round, which would be Boston College as it stands. So if they were to beat Wake Forest, Clemson, Boston College, those are the three wins they have the rest of the year. Would that get them in the tournament? I, I'm,
1: I'm not Joe Lenardi, but that still doesn't impress me. You know, one win over Duke in, a, uh, in Ohio State, I don't know.
0: So that third ACC win has to be an win impressive win.
1: win. last year, so it's like you got, I think 11 wins of the ACC gets you.
2: Yes. Well eleven wins in the ACC. Um, yeah. Are you counting the, are you counting the ACC tournament?
1: Yes, yeah. I would say if you get eleven no matter how you get up, your are
2: Oh, then they're gonna get that. They'll beat B C with their back to the road. To the wall. I can smell it.
1: Yeah, but that's as up right now. They still gotta play Virginia, North Carolina.
2: They can move yeah, down in uh, the sand, you
1: know, yeah.
0: Duke again. Ooh. their seating could fall and
1: Louisville, their seats could fall. So they may not get BC first route, you know? They're they half game up, up on Florida Jackson. State
0: for the 6th seed, and then two games up on NC State for the eight. So they could fall. So if they went to eight, they play the nine seed, which would be Clemson as of right now.
2: Nice. Yeah, nice. Play Clemson back to back. I say we tank yeah. it. I say we tank it.
0: That would be back to back games. Back back. Game. They, they <laughs> finish we, at Clemson. <laughs>
2: I say we tank it to get in the tournament. <laughs> That's a. Be- what that
1: sounds better. what? What? what, what, what What's the big plan for Valentine's
0: Day? Does Pogi sandwich you have a Valentine? I do not have a Valentine. Oh. Thanks for exposing me, Pauly. But we're wide open to talk about our phone call.
3: Tommy baloney. <laughs> it's oh.
0: tough. doggy dog world out there.
1: Oh. You know
0: that. I got. I
1: got. I got the, I got,
2: I got the princess. Nice. I'm oh, in. What are you doing?
1: What, what What is Daniel Baldwin doing for his old lady for Valentine's?
2: Well, I, so I called uh, JJ, my uh, um, sister-in-law, and. Uh, robin's brother eric's wife they're in arizona we do the show tomorrow we get on a plane we fly the kids and i to phoenix uh already ordered and waiting at the house for her will be the monster truck bouquet of flowers and chocolates uh i have um a uh, i went to a place called planet blue that she loves it's a very exclusive store in uh, malibu and i bought her two tops and then I bought some lingerie that she will be displaying me while I lock the door and uh, and caveman her yeah. in Arizona. So I'm in, man. I mean, I you know I'm 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 seven eight hundred deep. Into he uses Valentine's the thing. word caveman as oh, an yeah, I'm adjective. Cave, <laughs> I'm cavemaning it. I am so caveman. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> wow, yeah. What are you
1: going her by her hair into the bedroom? Or we or
2: do, we do all kinds of we, a... we do all kinds of fun scenarios. I run around I run around with my little dog and pretend that I'm straight. I do all kinds of stuff. <laughs>
1: Josh Gross do for Valentine. I'll
3: probably get hammered and go to bed by eight o'clock. That's about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's the what are you gonna do different? Is what uh, yeah, no, on. it's not. No, no I'll uh,
3: I, I put out a nice spread for the old lady this morning. I got her some uh, chocolates and flowers and a and a and a cake and a cookie that says "Be Mine" because wow. I'm a romantic like, you that. Are, and then I'll you like a, that. I'll make a I'll make a little original? dinner tonight. Thank you.
2: You're making her dinner. I'll make a little dinner tonight, yeah. Oh, nice. What, what's on the menu?
3: I think we might do something chicken. She likes a nice uh, fettuccine with some chicken. We might do
2: that. Wow. Yeah. Is that this? You the kids go to bed then, or no?
3: There'll be no. There'll be no cave Manning tonight, am I? No cave No, not with the kids. Uh. Need to send the kids away. Just make
2: that sound. Uh. Uh. Yeah, you do that, Robert. Cause running.
3: Oh, really? Oh my
2: God.
1: Her ears perked up in Florida right now. Pla- Are
2: you kidding me? Yeah. That's not the only thing I perked up. <laughs> What do you got going, mole?
1: I treated myself McGriddle this morning. <laughs> Was that his nickname? Or yeah, is he, uh... <laughs> Exactly.
2: Yeah. Casey McGriddle?
1: <laughs> Johnny Jeez. McGriddle? All
2: right. Oh, my God. That's a position that we don't know about. Yeah, right. man, I got a McGriddle. <laughs> uh, so, nothing? You, I mean, you don't got any flowers going out to uh, uh, LJ? Anybody? Yeah. Okay. No. Come on. I got, man. I got nothing. This is the time. This is when I need to train you. This is when you send that little that one single rose to work or whatever, and they go, Oh, that was so nice." Yeah, yeah, look happy, bro. Yeah, you look happen. You're gonna be walking that poodle for the rest of your life.
1: Well, wait, I'll probably buy heart shaped biscuit. Uh, yeah, that's it.
2: Yeah, he's gonna get his dog heart shaped biscuit. All right, we're gonna check in with you uh, uh, after the update in, in segment five because I want to talk more about. Uh, nc state and su and what's going on on the road but uh, right now we're gonna go to break we'll be right back after this
1: i'm so excited
2: it's time for
1: uh, um i just can't hide it i'm about to lose control and i just can't um so what it's
3: unlistenable radio you understand uh, me
2: daniel baldwin show hey now josh josh what do you got
3: so What is brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus. Catch all the action on their big screen TVs. And, of course, enjoy a delicious meal, Wildcat Sports Pub, over at Camillus. Uh, Anthony Davis scored a career low last night, going one for nine from the field and only scoring three points. It was one of his worst games ever. And people are asking, has he just given up?
2: You know, I, I, I got his figure. They were talking about... Uh, um, not playing him to, to make sure that he doesn't get hurt and everything, and you can see um, from an owner's standpoint, you know, this is this is like any, and this is how I uh, sadly I think they look at it. This is any piece of equipment. This is a you know a, a thoroughbred racehorse. This is a you know its value uninjured is far surpasses anything that happens if you press the pelicans aren't going anywhere. So why would you take your stud and put him out there and and put him in peril now? As far as he's concerned, is he personally not going to play that hard? On the other side of that coin, I can see being a season ticket holder paying, you know, or, or even anyone that pays for a ticket coming to the game wanting to see their best player put out and, and play as hard as he can. Um, I by no means am accusing him of, of, of tanking, um, but three points from, from AD, I mean, mm-hmm. he can score three points in his sleep. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering, what do you think, Oak?
0: I think he probably has. He's probably on to Los Angeles or wherever he's playing next year, and they're out of the playoffs. So I mean, even doesn't, by that sense, he doesn't have anything right. really to play there, for. There's nothing to
2: give. Yeah.
3: So yeah. now that we don't, just the Pelicans are just going to be a turd for the rest of the year. We're just not going to see anything from Pelicans were turd probably, before we started
1: yeah. 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 this
2: conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they're playing for the lottery <laughs> the lottery pick now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe he's a, maybe he's a homeboy. Maybe he's tanking up to get him the yep. lottery pick. He could spin it
0: into him. I'm doing you guys a, a yeah
3: dress a, a oh, yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah.
0: Uh, Steve
3: Spurrier, who is the owner of the Orlando Apollos in the AAF,
2: the no new Steve very well.
3: football league, he, uh, he confirmed that, yes, he did make a pitch to Tim Tebow to leave baseball and come play in the AAF, and Tim Tebow has officially declined. He's going to stay with the Mets organization and focus on his Major League Baseball career.
2: Well, I think that's probably a smart move for Tim Tebow. He's not like he's going to go and play in this league and then suddenly be found in the NFL again. So um, if baseball was you know, tanking for him, you know, and he didn't have a chance, but he actually has played very well. I predicted that he would play well. He was an all-star this year. Um, I think that the Mets will window dress him anyway uh, and bring him up because of the attraction of having him around. And I think he has to probably look at um, if he's not going to succeed in baseball, and I think he has a chance to play. I don't think he's going to be a great, great player in the majors, but he, he has a chance to get on a major league team now. He's played well enough. With that said... What services him and what he wants to do beyond baseball? Playing in this league or playing for the New York Mets? And I think that playing baseball, being called up, he'll be called up this year for sure. He's going to play with the Mets.
3: Yeah, I think it's probably a better move for him just to obviously
2: stay with the Mets. And he's going to sell books and he's going to do other things and he does personal appearances. Remember, a lot of these guys, when they've had the notoriety that he has draw six figures, you know, to go speak at universities and Christian-affiliated um, um, programs that he is a devout Christian, so I'm sure that there's a market for him there. Uh, he has to look at keeping his name in the limelight, which is why I do this amazing show.
0: Mm, of um, course.
3: Staying
2: relevant. Kogi is
0: so what or not a so what? He would be the face of that league if he did it, but, I mean, he's been there, done that with football. He's gonna make more money playing minor league baseball than he would playing in this league. So yeah, I mean, what fascinates
3: me the most about this league is that they really are trying to get, like Tommy said, the, the face. They want a star, yeah. And they can't seem to nab one. They're no. not touching Kaepernick. They're not touching Christian Hackenberg. Uh, to, doesn't do it, right? I don't
2: know. I don't know Kaepernick's out of the equation. I don't.
3: No, I don't think he is either. I mean, he did go to one of the games. Apparently, there was. I guess he was in Los Angeles when they played in Los Angeles. So there's rumors there, but. It does need a a star. Listen, if you
2: want to stir it up and you want to get attention, put him in the game. Sure. For sure. I just don't know what he's doing right now. Has he been working out? And he let a YouTube video go when he was supposedly getting ready a a few months ago to play in some potential NFL teams. Um, I thought for sure Washington was actually going to bring him up. I thought so. And then they went with Sanchez. Had that workout. Not great. No, it didn't work. Not great. Do you think Tebow's
0: going to play in the majors? See, I don't know because the Mets are looking to win now. And they're a decent team that will be, I think, competing for a wild-card spot. So in September, I don't think so. If they're bad come September, then yeah. But I don't know if they'll be bad come September. What if he's batting
2: three fifty though? That's a big what if. Yeah, well, I mean, he batted like uh, close. What was his batting average this year? I think
0: he batted like two fifty or so. Is that all? Yeah. And they were playing in the Pacific Coast League, which has inflated numbers because... uh, it, it, a lot of the teams are playing in like Colorado and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so it's Rocky Mountain High, but, exactly. Yeah, so ball, ball travels for and now and that they're, they're now. coming back to Syracuse. All those numbers for their minor leaguers will come back down. So his could
2: could drop a little bit.
3: I think Baldwin's right. I think he does probably. Does he play?
2: See, I think just Met? the opposite. I think he's gonna early on they'll bring and then they'll let him. They'll, they'll drop him down. They will want to get the attendance going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they wait. Does winning
0: give you a bigger attendance numbers than Tim Tebow? If the Mets were finally a good team?
2: Well, on, well, but, but this is why – so take a look at what, why I said my theory. So let's say he reports to camp, he starts out pretty good, and they just – I'm not saying he's going to play a lot either. They just bring him up. The, by bringing him up, you're going to inflate those numbers of people that are going to go to Shea Stadium. They're going to want to see whether or not he's going to play. And the, and you pinch hit him a few times, whatever. Right now, the last look at the Mets, they were terrible. So you're, you're probably not looking at capacity crowds. He could draw quite a few people. That, it's, it's more of a money line I'm thinking about sure. than I'm thinking about his actual ability. But I am going to look up his numbers. Uh, I don't, uh, dude, I think uh,
3: Hoagie knows how to say this guy's name. The golfer Matt Kuchar. Nailed it. Matt Kuchar Nailed it. Uh, is under heat right now because last year, so this happened last year, the Mayakoba Classic. He won. And he got a $1.296 million payday. Now, he's under heats because he only paid his caddy $5,000. Now, the reason he's under fire is because I guess the league minimum, what's his number? You're looking at it? 273 batting wow. average. So Matt Kucher only, <sighs> only paid his caddy $5,000 when the league minimum is about 10% to your caddy. So he should have paid his caddy a lot more, roughly forty five to $50,000, according to this report.
2: Okay, let me tell you something. <clears throat> I've played in several professional golfing events before. And the first time I ever played in a really, really serious, serious one was the Volvo Masters. We were in Cron Montana, Switzerland, and I was playing with Eduardo Romero, probably the greatest Argentinian player to ever play. And I remember standing there and hear Romero on the first hole. He hits his drive, crushes it. And he's standing with his caddy and he's going and he's saying in Spanish to him and I'm tr- I'm trying to get it and I looked at him and I said Are you everything okay and he goes it's one 193 or 195 he goes, the pin blah, blah. and they were from 195 yards out he was pissed that his caddy wasn't sure if it was 93 or 95 six mm-hmm. feet mm-hmm. they dial it in that much right that you you know you make a mistake and you're six feet past the hole and you got a putt downhill on a blazing thirteen, you know, on the stint meter speed putt, they don't want it that they don't want that. They can put it that close, even with a five iron, so a six iron, whatever. So I'm looking at him going, man, I just want to hit that anywhere on that green. <laughs> and I would be right. so happy that all I want to hear the announcer goes, Baldwin's putting for Birdie. You know, I can <laughs> right. four putt right. from there and I wouldn't care. <laughs> but you know, and these guys are worried about which way it slopes from way out in the fairway. I mean, the details that they're playing for so your caddy becomes so valuable to you if you're playing at a high level you know, for me got how far is it yeah, yeah and he would just say hit a half an eight you know i he would. he wouldn't get I wouldn't get into it and i'm a pretty good golfer but paying your caddy to win a tournament now keep in mind that some of these tournaments that Kucher is playing in that he's vying for titles are are Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. they you going know, $750, a million dollars. This one was $1.3 million. $1. $1. $1.3 million, and he paid his caddy for four days' worth of service, $5,000 for winning the tournament. He should be shot. Whoa! He should be shot. Strong. That is absolutely so ridiculous, and I thought that was fair, he said. And you know what? That's why you probably don't have some of the best guys interested in carrying your bag, because he's a fine golfer, and he's one of those guys that's going to play his career and win 15, 20 events, and probably not majors, but he killed Vi for majors, and could make a huge amount of $30 million over over the course of his career, and he's never going to have one of the best caddies on his bag, because he's cheap, and because he only to thinks that it's fair to win eight hundred grand and pay the guy 5 Grand. throw him 35 grand for god's sake are you kidding me he's advising you telling you mm-hmm. ha- has a huge effect on whether or not you know, you'll see a caddy turn around and say drop it down a club You're, the wind is blowing this way and these caddies go out and play these courses they mark certain spots that they want their guy to target it at they see how much of it is ca- i mean they're they're super valuable this is probably one of the reasons why kutcher doesn't win more
0: i must correct something quick on the team tebow thing he put in Double A last year in Binghamton. I don't want to give the Daniel Baldwin show listeners fake news. It's on me. I apologize. Oh, hand right. up. It
2: wasn't in Pacific. Hand up. I was wondering what you were thinking. I about
0: know that. it's the Triple A that is in the Pacific Coast League for the Mets, oh. and he never made it to Triple A. So hand up. That's on me. Wow. I apologize. He's you know awesome. what I like about very, Tommy Baloney? Tommy Baloney will admit when he's wrong, yep. Daniel Baldwin. Uh,
3: and- know,
2: which which is a huge shift in the guy who usually <laughs> sits in the seat. <laughs>
3: Major difference. And uh, finally, last week this was announced. Uh, I don't know how it got past me, but I figured this is something up Daniel's alley. They've announced the lineup for the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. Ooh. We will be playing this game. Uh, when, now, when is this game? Is it this weekend? Friday. It's Friday. It's, Friday. it's yes. tomorrow. Yeah, so it's tomorrow, Friday the 15th. Let's
2: see. Let's see who's in the game.
3: Now, you're good friends with one of the people, Dr. Oz. He'll be playing on the home team. He's the oldest person. Dr. Oz is playing playing in the celebrity basketball.
2: Terrifying. Uh, School him.
3: Joined by Chris Daughtry, uh, Mike Coulter. I don't know a lot of these people. Steve Smith will be there. I know Steve Smith. Uh, Jay Williams from ESPN College basketball coverage. And, you know, Terrence J, a bunch of them. And then uh, Bad Bunny will be on one of the teams. Hassan Minaj, who is uh, from uh, Daily Show and is a comedian. Adam Ray, Amanda Seals, Quavo, Ray Allen, a lot of Quavo. people.
0: Yeah, Quavo. For the younger listeners back home. Quavo, is that a rapper? Yeah, he's in Migos.
3: Oh, he's in Migos. Yes. Tommy Baloney with the stats. There we go. Ronnie 2K is a guy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the Dr. Oz is kind of the biggest name I see on
0: here. Besides, you know, the actual athletes that have played. Look out for Quavo, very good athlete. Is he? Oh, yeah. I believe he played quarterback for his high school. Oh. Yeah, he's he's a very good athlete. Lefty.
3: Is this a game that anybody watches? Like the NBA, the NBA celebrity?
0: Not really. Yeah, no. Nah. When How Kevin Hart you. was in it, he was a big a big get and he he played like 3 years in a row and won the MVP all 3 years. He was fun to watch. Justin Bieber was in it.
2: I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing uh Kiki Vanaway vice president of the NBA right now. I'm texting him. And I wrote to him, how am I not in the celebrity All-Star game? Dr. Oz, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, come Dr. On, Oz?
3: Come on.
2: Jeez. That'll be played tomorrow night, uh,
3: and there's your wrap. Of course, So What? Brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub. And Camillus, catch all the SU action on the big screen TVs. Enjoy a delicious meal. Voted best sports pub by the Syracuse New Times Reader. 2018 Syracuse New Times. Best of Syracuse. We'll come back with you, Daniel Baldwin.
2: We'll be back right after this. This is the
3: Daniel Baldwin Show.
2: Hey now, and we're back. We've done a little more research. I'm, uh, I'm looking at my phone right now. Let's go. Let's go back to square one, Josh, and take us through the Jose Canseco experience. So
3: yesterday, during so what, Tommy Sandwich over there told us that Jose Canseco has been tweeting out a phone number. Saying, if you want to do blank with Jose Canseco, call this number. And it was a whole bunch of things. You could go get dinner with him. You could, you know, just anything within Las Vegas's wall, like, you know, borders, you could do with Jose Canseco. So dig a little more deeper. Yesterday, he tweets about you can go on alien and Bigfoot searches with him. Well, this would include travel in a custom RV to authentic alien and Bigfoot habitats. You get to camp with Jose Canseco, possibly meet a Bigfoot, and Mister Canseco will serve you a meal, all for five thousand dollars cash.
2: Wow, that's quite reasonable. As long as, as you about. get
0: yourself to Las Vegas, five thousand cash gets you this. What meal is Jose Canseco serving you?
2: I think you're going with Taco if you're bell? camping. <laughs> no. <laughs> I no I, I'm picturing burgers and dogs and hot crab-
0: dogs to, to cook over the fire
2: that's his meal No I think he's I think he's making them, I think well, it says, making them for you It just says food oh, yeah, included think, so food. Okay Yeah you know I mean sitting around Well listen so I don't think we're talking about um um Tim Tebow here you know we're talking about a guy who at one time led the major leagues yeah. in home runs you yeah. know So uh, he's certainly a name, and and uh, you know he's had a uh, some checkered stuff in his past through the steroid stuff and books that he's written and and some of his antics. But uh, who hasn't? <laughs> mm-hmm. I I can share some of that with him, you know, having uh, having done some questionable things in my career. Um, I don't think five grand is crazy. Is that crazy? Because well, you get to bring well, five friends, so you
3: could well, do a what I'm grand, a so piece a grand
2: each to go hang out by a campfire and listen to Jose Canseco talk about. Batting against Schmultz, you know. Like, the so, stories are probably awesome. Yeah, yeah. can you imagine and locker room stuff and what it was like to play with this guy and that guy and Maguire, and you know and if he's no holds barred, but but so but I'm, my mind travels to what are the other possible experiences this is Vegas I think you'd do anything with you yeah for five grand if we go into like uh, uh uh the bunny ranch you know <laughs> you might spend
3: do? all the money over
2: there wow. yeah.
3: but i don't know i mean you you know a lot of uh successful athletes but tommy <coughs> is there like a guy that you would pay cash like five like a five grand to go spend a day with or maybe even you
2: daniel like is there a guy that you can't get to? No, I don't think there's anybody I would pay money to hang around with that's an athlete. Um, no, I don't think so. Um, but but there are definitely people that I that I would have paid five I, I would have paid five grand to sit down and have dinner with Marlon Brando. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Especially if whatever I ask him, he's going to answer. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. You know, if you had your last dinner, who would it be with? Oh, Jesus Christ. Or it would be with my father. Or it'd be. You know, there's lots of those types of things that we can all fantasize about. But... um, You know, I'm privy to be in a position where people pay. You know, I I have dialed it down now to about five events a year that I play in um, Mm golf-wise. I play in Jim Kelly's because Jim's such an old friend. And they auction me off to prepare a meal Mm -hmm. as one of his live auction items. So uh, unbeknownst to a lot of people, I was a chef professionally before I became an actor. So... Um, I'll I'll do, I go up to his lodge and they, they get in bidding wars, go back and forth and it raises a bunch of money for his children's charities that he does and I do this as a service to Jim and I play in his tournament and mm-hmm. they and the group, they there's your names of all the celebrities are up there and they go to an event the night before and they put in a blind bid for the player they want to play with. Now, for the teams that are going there to seriously try to win it and that's really important, there's about six guys that are really that good in mm-hmm. golf, you mm-hmm. know. John Randall, the famous defensive uh, end um, for the Minnesota Vikings, plays every year. His group is always up there. John can hit the ball about seven thousand yards. Um, and, and I'm a pretty good golfer, but I'm not that great. So my team has never has never won his tournament. Uh, at my mom's tournament, they pay quite a bit of sure. thousands and thousands, more money than we're talking about to sure. go camping with Jose Canseco. They'll play for the five hours to play golf. Right. So and and that raises money for breast cancer. So. I know people will, when I think about the amount of money that's involved here and the amount of money that I've gotten to make just a single meal for four hours or the amount of money that I've gotten. And Jose Caseco is a pretty big name, you know, comparatively to me and my acting career. The number's low, right? Five uh, grand. I'm like, like, so so it makes me wonder are there nine groups of five? You know what I mean? (laughs) Is there 45 guys going out on the big Jose tour and he's got an assistant with him and people that are. all,
0: All 45 on one RV? So you're all crammed together. Well, well, now
2: you're now you're now you're at at you know forty five thousand, you know, and yeah. it's one night, and that you know, yeah. Or or there is there's five RVs, and he's only in one of them, you know. what I mean, but you're sure, in an RV. Sure, sure. You're gonna watch how they say this because cause, I'm I, I'm I'm struggling to think that Jose Canseco just writing another book isn't gonna make you know way more than 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 this. I mean, his five thousand bucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, or 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 some type of, uh, if I was Jose Canseco and I lived in Vegas, I'd latch onto a hotel for the sports book or whatever and do a talk show. Because yeah. you know, he's a very handsome guy and he's very articulate. I mean, Jose's not a stupid guy at all. He's a pretty smart guy.
3: At this point, Adam Weitzman could just, Pay him to come shovel snow for a month if he wanted to. I mean at five grand a day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I totally see Jose Cansego going, Oh, I gotta get some firewood going out no, you and know then all of a sudden a big foot appears. <laughs> he's dressed up and yeah. then, and then that leaves and he yeah. comes back. You well, guys see see anything yeah, yeah. No, you That's
2: know what's the what type happened. of thing now if I know Adam Weitzman and he's mm-hmm. listening to the show today, yeah. I'll tell you what he's saying. Hey, is Jose in trouble? Does he need my help? You know, like, yeah. that's the kind of guy he is. Sure, he sure. Would, he wouldn't demean him. To yeah, have him yeah, yeah, he yeah. would go, oh, you know, I can lend him some money. He's yeah, like yeah. the most giving, gracious guy he you're is. ever going to meet in your life. Yeah, he's a really good guy. Carmelo Anthony, I think, would be
0: the guy that I would spend the, the 5000 to sit down with or, have, or spend a day with. Really? Carmelo? favorite athlete ever, Carmelo Anthony. But I would love to hear stories about that 2003 team. I'd love to hear what's going on right now with his career, like why, what the deal is. With I'm sad that. for him
2: right now. I am too. I'm sad very, for him. I mean, for him to go him. out this way and just think that there aren't teams that would want his services, he's still going to throw 15, He's not going to play great D. We know that. But who plays D in the NBA exactly. anyway? You know, no one's playing defense anymore. And mm-hmm. you're
0: not, you're not going to have to spend the money. Uh, the, the big money on him anymore. I don't understand why. I hope that signed. the classy
2: move is for next year the Knicks to sign him again, even just to let him go, let him play a little bit, so he can then, go out as a Nick. Yeah, yeah, You know, I mean, they, they, they owe it to him for those crappy teams that he he fostered for years, and uh, and I think it's the right thing to do. You know, pre saying I'm going to retire, sure. let him come out at the on the guard, the place will go crazy.
0: I want to see him play with LeBron. I want him to go to L.A. You think he's going to go to L.A.? I want him to. I they think have he's, the spots for him, though. I, I, they I, said I, they consider him.
2: Well, listen. They, need if they sign, If they sign two big names, if they were to do a, you know, and don't think for a minute that Kyrie's out of this conversation because he realizes how good he had it now. But let's just say whoever they get, they're going to get two. And they're going to clean shot. Now, if Carmelo is going to be okay with getting on the floor and not getting as many touches and probably not even starting, the big question for a lot of teams have been with him is, he's Carmelo Anthony. Do we do that to him? And will he accept that role? He he wouldn't be, I agree with you about one thing, he wouldn't be a cancer in the in the, um, in the the locker room because there wouldn't be any young guys left for him to affect. I don't affect.
0: think he's ever been a cancer in the locker room. With New York, it was more Phil Jackson, and that became something maybe in the media, but I don't think he's ever been a cancer in the locker
2: room. Well... Okay, let me let me um, let me rephrase that. I don't mean a cancer that he caused trouble, but if you're going to be sulking and go out there and you're going to be make it known to you know to management over there that you think that you should be in the lineup more, about that's a cancer in the locker. Sure, okay, that's a cancer. So you know, and the big thing is, are, are people realizing Carmelo's skills have depleted some, and they have? Um, is he still a presence? Absolutely. His back to the basket game is as good as anybody's in the NBA. Still, I ever, mean, yeah, he yeah, for sure, very good, for sure. So um, is there a spot for him? That would be an actual—I I take that back. You're right. That would be a great fit for him in a reduced role. And the question is, can LeBron sit with him in the offseason and say, Melo, we want you, you know, but— Well, I think it could happen this
0: season. For the playoff stretch, get in the playoff. They could they could use a 15-point score, which is what Carmelo Anthony, I think, could still give you, even if he came off the bench playing yes, 25 minutes a game.
2: I, I think you're right. I just wonder whether or not they're going to mess with any kind of chemistry this late. I, I mean,
0: the chemistry's pretty messed up with all the Anthony Davis stuff, and how they're that, still
2: looking at coming in at an eight. And you know, uh, I wouldn't want to be the team that has to, you know, uh, that, that has to face pissed off LeBron. No,
0: no, that's, that'd be uh, a very tough AC. That'd be a tough out for the Warriors in the first round if they had the eight. God,
2: could you imagine? that? would
0: probably go four. They'd probably honestly, it'd probably go four or five games. Maybe even a sweep is more likely, but still, you don't want to face LeBron James in the first round of the playoffs.
2: No, you don't want to fit. Well, uh, you know it's too late now they're not going to get anybody it's obvious they're not going to add anybody else he's an exception of the rule because of the way he would be coming to the team as a free agent yeah Um, but man I thought I thought for sure LA was going to make some kind of move let's go to break let's come back after this and we're going to talk about the Denver Broncos trade for one of my favorite players for many years Joe Flacco 11 years in Baltimore now a Denver Bronco we'll be right back after this this is the Daniel Baldwin show Hey now, I'm tweeting right now to Dr. Oz. I'm pissed. Dr. Oz beat me out for a spot on the celebrity team. Man, I can't believe that. That's just terrifying. Dr. Oz? Do I not know something? This guy play at like you know, Old Corn State or something? I don't know about it. He's fifty-eight years old. Now, so am I. So, and I'm still, I'm draining. What do you see? What I'm going to do at, at the event? You guys don't think that I'm going to shoot down Atan Thomas? I'm going to shoot him down. I see no. I see no record of
3: a previous professional or intercollegiate play for know, Dr. Memanas. F- this
2: a this a fix. He's got Dr. Four years beat of me out so for really, a spot on the celebrity <laughs> team.
3: I guess if he really shows up here at the celebrity game, he could uh, maybe go be join Q's, I guess if
0: get another doctorate of some kind, you've got a better J than Doctor Oz. You think, bro?
2: <laughs> My J is so fresh. Yeah, it's so fresh. Crossover. You know, I I'm, I I'm, I'm, I don't play that anymore. No. I'm Steve Kerr. You stand in the corner. Park me out there. Just park me out there. He's not but looking get... to break ankles. No. No, 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 no. I can still go, I can still drive, I can still finger roll, okay. I can still get in, I can I can get in the pain. But, you know, I know from the, I don't shoot my mouth off about that anymore, because if you're not, at least your height or bigger, and you're playing in a real game, well, what am I doing in there? You know what I mean? They, they, those trees are trees. Yeah, Any the, back the, to the basket game? Post up? Yeah, I, shot? I, I, I can post up against guys my size. Okay, you know, I mean, but again, when a guy's six eight, who does he care about? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Six eight guys in the celebrity all star game, though. I don't think. Oh, in the celebrity all star no, 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 game, that's what I'm, I'm saying.
2: schooling people. Schooling
0: them. You're, you're winning MVP.
2: Schooly D. Mm-hmm. Schooly D. Schooly D. Yeah. They? Lights out. Schoolboy D. Listen, all I'm going to say, is, I, you know, again, Paulie, these are NBA basketball players. When I was on Best Damn Sports Show. I lost in the three point. I, I beat John Sally, crushed him. I beat both Collins brothers. I beat so anytime they brought in big tall guys who weren't shooters, I gunned them down on live TV. Probably won eight or nine different competitions. Now then, one day, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Chris Paul came out, and you know he he was like throwing them lefty and making them. He just killed me. Oh yeah. Then another guy, Baron Davis, killed me. He was. He goes. I'll tell you what. I'll bank all of my three pointers. And I went, well, dude, you're not going to out. Shoot. And he out banking them. From so what? from the so from the corners, he was, he was trying in the corner. To, he was trying to shoot them off the top of the bat. But then, as soon as he stepped one step in, he was that good that he could bank every shot straight on. Everything he made like we were shooting racks of five, and we shot corner here, straight here. He banked every ball here and made every one of them. It was, That's it was, ridiculous. It was unconscious. Tim Duncan would be the best at that. He was. He
0: loved banking. It for he the was. Bank. He was masterful of banking. Oh, yeah. He
2: was masterful. There,
0: there will shot. be a, a hoop set up at the
3: Pathfinder Bank Orange Out. Oh. Of course, we will be there with now named Sherman Douglas, will be there. Of course, Derek Coleman, Billy Owens, Eton Thomas, John Wallace, Lawrence Moen, Roosevelt Bowie, and Todd Bergen. It is all for free. It is the largest gathering of SU legends ever, and it is happening before the Duke game next Saturday at Destiny USA. 10 a.m., it all kicks off. Baldwin show will be live two o'clock that day.
2: I love that. I, lo- I think we should do the
3: show
0: from here and there, twice. Well, it's a Saturday, so it doesn't. I'm wouldn't
3: do it wouldn't be five
2: times.
0: All right. I'm I won't be there for it. Where are you You're going? Will that be the ball for the Baldwin show? No. Why? I won't even be here for doing the board for it. Where, where are you going, going? Tommy? Baloney? I'm going to the game. Oh, I'm going. But I've the game isn't until later. That's a later. Uh, that's a game where you, there's some activities going on. Oh, he's got oh, oh, he's got tailgate. Oh. You I you have gayden? some friends coming into town, oh. some college friends. Oh. Do you Hoagies bring their plans. college friends
2: down to be on the show? See Hoagie on the show? Show off a little bit? A little like, bit? Big time?
0: I think they'd rather be up at, at Cuse uh, drinking some adult beverages. Gotcha. Wow. Are you a
3: Cuse alumni?
0: I am a Cuse alumni.
3: I didn't know that, Baloney. Oh, I did that. that. Yes. Are you a still a
0: Cuse that. or you graduated? Graduated last year. But what wow. was your degree? Writing. Writing? Yeah. Are you writing anything? Uh, No. Tweets? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to get the sandwich right. Modern right. Th- That's modern what did you? Writing. Lo- what are you writing? What do you write? No, so I wanted to do radio stuff, which mm-hmm. is obviously why I'm here, but I didn't get into a new house. So I just kind of went with Arts and Sciences, picked a media sort of thing mm-hmm. with Arts and Sciences, and then worked at, it at WAR up, up there doing radio stuff. How was working up there? Fun. A yeah. lot of a good experience. Did some post game shows for basketball, football, and lacrosse. Do you write scripts? I write nothing right now, I'll be honest. But can nothing. you
2: write scripts?
3: Mm,
0: would you consider yeah, writing know. for the show? I mean, would you consider... Would <laughs> 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 you
2: consider doing anything? Are you from around here? I Yeah, I went to Washington. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah. You're wow. Camilla's kid? I'm Camilla's kid. Wow. i like a hill. Wait a second, so, oh yeah, my, my sister's kids are all too old for you to know them. No, Tommy. but you know but you know Granger and Griffin Sasso? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's those are my sister Jane's kids. Gotcha, okay.
3: Yeah. Tommy Salami slowly becoming my favorite ESPN personality. Not that's cool. Did you
0: play lacrosse? No, no lacrosse for me. Football? Football. I see that. I was on the varsity team, yeah. I can see that. So you're,
2: you're in between Griffin and Granger then. Um they're both below no, wait, they're Granger, both younger than me. Yeah, one year younger than you, Granger because yep. you graduated from Cornell this year. Yep. Wow. All
3: right, we're late now, so now we
2: gotta stop yapping. We're flapping. We're flapping. we going to and talk yapping. about Joe Flacco, but we'll we'll go to break. Sorry. We'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Darryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Dean Kane, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now, hour two of the big show, and of course, Joshy Josh Kerak Josh, Josh is—he's uh, demised. He's gone. He leaves us after an hour. He's very big. Did you know that? Do you know how big he was? You can just leave he that mic on all day. He long does a now. great job. He does a great job, but he's out on the line he's right here. now. Paulie the Mole, Sabilia on the road with an on the road update coming from the NC State game. Paulie, you there? Yep. <laughs> he's there. He's just gonna he's gonna color it right up for us, isn't he? Yep.
1: I well, yeah, yeah. Driving through DC right
2: now. How's DC treating you, kid? Have we got any snow? Uh, no, it's
1: uh, balmy, fifty degrees, and over, overcast.
2: Why don't you go play some golf over at the White House? The old Donald Donald with me. Did you no. Did you hear this controversy now? Donald Trump has installed a, uh, um, a a golf uh simulator in the White House and spent fifty grand doing it now. Now there's rumors uh from the incredible bulk Hogan next to me that um it was an upgrade from Obama's system that cost fifty grand to upgrade. I heard that he put it in himself. But when I look at the savings involved in him doing this, when it costs him like a quarter of a million dollars with Secret Service helicopters and everything to go to mar lago and play, this is a, a, a huge savings. He is the President of the United States. can he have a simulator?
1: Absolutely, and Paul Hogan is correct. It was an upgrade.
2: It was an upgrade?
1: Yeah.
2: My sources were correct. Yeah, so, <laughs> your sources deep in the <laughs> White House? Confirmed. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All those years at that other radio station at, at SU. Yep, he he got all kinds of Washington Post, Joe Biden, Deep Throat. He knows Deep Throat. Whoa, you're not even old enough to know what Deep Throat is, are you? It was the uh, um, the, the the leak during all the presidents' men during the Watergate scandal. There was a character for um, uh, the two uh, uh, reporters. Um they had a guy they called him they only referred to him as Deep Throat. He would meet them in a park and he would give them this information, this inside information that was going on. Tough nickname. Um, yeah, dear listen. Listen. He wasn't a porn star. He was Deep Throat. He had all the information. Do they
1: not teach that in school anymore?
2: Uh, you know, I guess is Watergate so far gone that they, they don't even talk about. They
0: do not it. teach deep throat in school, no.
2: They didn't they didn't teach anything about that? <laughs> no. No deep They school. don't. They don't <laughs> teach deep throw. That's in this. That's in the sorority and fraternities. They're teaching that. I think that's crazy to me.
1: Like, I mean, I wasn't alive. I was like two when he resigned. But it's crazy that they don't teach watergate.
2: Uh, well, a little bit. What's, what's crazy about Watergate and what they don't teach is will they ever teach, will they ever make the history books what any of those scandals were really about and what the really true story was in 9 11 and everything else? And, you know, the sad thing is so, no, they're, they're, just, they're just going to tell you their version of it, the version that everyone wants to accept. So they make it go away in their minds and they can accept the way this country operates. So,
1: like, I learned American history, I think, with 11th grade. You had to learn about Watergate, Constitution, and all the fun stuff.
0: I can't even remember that, because I don't remember that at all. I have no idea what grade I learned in American history.
2: Oh, <laughs> not okay. a clue. Uh, <laughs> He's a writer, but he doesn't write about American history.
0: I, yeah, I uh, couldn't tell you. Wow. I may <laughs> even learned it in, in, in college. I couldn't tell you if I did or not.
1: You don't know if you took an American history class in college? so you decide what you
0: take? Yes, you do decide what, I, what you take, but I no. I don't remember what class I took last year. I was in college. I don't remember. I I, oh, there, I get my stuff done and it's out out the other year.
2: And you're worried whether or not I file a request with Syracuse University to get credentials to go to a North Carolina game. They're worried about that here at at, at ESPN, and, and and because of of how that reflects against the university. And we've got one of their students who graduated last year. They can't remember what they can't remember what he took at this quality university twelve months ago. <laughs> And you would think that that would be something that we'd be more concerned about than whether or not I contacted North Carolina University directly and asked them for a press pass. But you know yeah. what? Listen, this is the world we live in now. This is the world I'm we live fascinated
1: in. fascinated by this. Like, you don't remember what you did in, like, ninth grade? Like, no, no, did you read To Kill a Mockingbird in ninth grade? Do you remember reading that book?
0: Or? I do remember To Kill a Mockingbird. I believe that was 10th grade. 10th or 11th. Okay. 10th or 11th grade. Right. Well,
2: yes. Okay, so let's, let's quiz them. Me, you read it in 10th okay. or 11th grade. Who wrote the book? F. Scott Fitzgerald? No. A shot in the Dark? I don't know. No, it was Harper Lee. That was my second guess. Uh, okay, that was your second guess. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, name the uh, three lead characters in, 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 the, in the book. Uh, Atticus Finch. Atticus Finch. That was t- t- excellent. He was the attorney. Boo Radley. He's one of them. Tough to say top right, three or Boo, not. All right, Boo Radley. I'll accept that as as you know. Not, but not the top three. I'd say his two children were the, were the, were the. Boo Radley was the neighbor. I on.
0: had nothing on the two kids.
2: You had nothing on no, Gem or Scout. Uh,
0: no, I had nothing. No, nothing. No, they, now they all ring right. a bell, but I had nothing before that. All right, all
2: right, and and of course uh, the story was, um, um, that. Uh, Atticus Finch was def- was um defending an African American for the rape of a white woman in the deep south. Um care to guess at the name of the girl who was raped? No. Maele Yule. Yeah. I thought you didn't give me enough time. I was going to say that. You were going to say that you were right on it. I, yes. I, I had right. that. Okay. And the name of the accused rapist. No. I don't want to I don't want to jump on it and say <laughs> it too quickly because <laughs> I know it's on the tip of your tongue. Nothing. Uh, that would be Tom Robinson. That would be Tom the Robinson. shame it is now. I can give you some trivia
0: if you'd like. Wasn't there something about uh, never, a fistibule in that or something like that?
2: Are you you talking about? Um, um.
0: I remember what? that word, not knowing that word, and was told something. is yeah. is that like a dresser?
2: Uh, no, I a think Fe- something like that. No, I remember no. that word. Be- I remember that word being in it. No, I think you're trying to think about a chiffaro. Uh, she she wanted Tom Robinson to come in and break up a chifero, which is a bundle of tied up sticks.
0: I don't... Mm, bust up a
2: chifero was was what Mayola sort of had said, like how that. she enticed Tom Robinson to come in the house. Uh, it's I a be, tough I, segment I, for me, I believe if you were to check, it was she asked him to bust up a chifero. Um I don't know anything about a vestibule. So. If she was busting up his
1: vestibule, that would be yeah,
2: Yeah, some, something like that. But here's a piece for you. So... Um, when Harper Lee wrote the book, Harper Lee had never written a book before. So there, there was a, a character in the book and I want to think of his name. He was the little rich kid that came to visit them in the summers. Um, and, um, and that character in real life was Truman Capote and Truman Capote used to fly in and stay with his aunt and he was friends with Harper Lee, so because they were childhood friends, um, it had been speculated that Harper Lee writes this book, and that and certainly Truman Capote had to have helped her write this. How do you win the Pulitzer Prize and not have had help give on, your, on, on your first, yeah, on your first shot out? Uh, and and he vehemently denied that he helped her, and she also said that no, she never conferred with him. But yes, that character was play, was uh, portraying Truman Capote. Well, now that we've gotten into the literature section of the show, um, Paulie. So, so we have um, a really, really tough schedule coming up. I mean, I, I'm looking at the games: Louisville at 16. You know, are they going to tumble now because they they had this terrible loss to Duke after being up by 23 with 9:55 left in the game? Then, of course, we have Duke who will have their full lineup. They won't be minus two of their starters. They will have their point guard, and they're coming into our building. Obviously, we we proved that we can beat anybody, but we did not beat a full strength Duke team. Um, uh, and then we've got UNC on the road, which, believe it or not, I think is the game we can steal. I think I think that that would be the game. But but even just looking at that, Clemson and Wake, we have to win. And then you know, logic would say we're going to lose to Virginia, we're going to lose to UNC, and we're going to lose to Duke. The, can we beat Louisville right now? Yeah,
1: they can beat anybody. They can lose to anybody too. That—that's what's so frustrating about this team is you never know what team's going to show up. You know, this team—this team could go out and beat Louisville and lose to Wake Forest. There's no rhyme or reason to anything they do.
2: Well, if that happens, we're out. If that happens, we're out for.
1: Well, yeah, it, 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 they are. But, I mean, you don't know with this team. It, it's so inconsistent offensively that, I mean, it's the same exact team for two straight years that You never know what you're going to get. You they do go this... out, they could beat a Duke, they could beat a Michigan State, they could lose the Old Dominion. You never know what team's going to show up.
0: You don't think this team's any better offensively than last year's team, though? Elijah Hughes, I know Frank Howard, I guess, has been downed, so... The addition of Hughes kind of fills in his spot in last year's offense, but I I
1: think this is. Do you think his team is better offensively? Not 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 by much.
2: Not by much, but I think they are. I think they have more weapons, but, but they're so inconsistent. I mean, we have legitimate three-point shooters, and then we missed 19 three-pointers last night. One guy hits five. I mean, that that's just that's just what we we can't have that. It's one thing if they're taking bad shots. That can be coached and changed. But you can't fault the coaching staff for having guys move the ball around and have really good looks and not knock them down. Yeah,
1: and do we have really good legitimate three-point shooters? I do Turkey Buddy, is one of but, the worst three-point shooting teams in the country. Buddy Boeheim is the only one I would Wait think. a second. I wait a second. Wait, 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 wait.
2: Timeout, timeout. Statistically speaking, in the ACC, we're number six. So I, I, I beg to differ that we're one of the – Three-point shooting? Yes. Number six.
1: Or I five. What are we? This.
2: They're on there. Four, uh, yeah.
1: Where are they overall, though? Like, this team did not shoot well. I would never put this team as a good shooting team.
2: I didn't say they're a good shooting team, but statistically within the ACC, we might even be five. Where, where are we ACC uh, three-point shooting-wise? Working on it. Working on it. We're taking a look right now, probably the mole. We're going to play um, sounding off with, and it won't be with, with the mole, could stay. you going to stay and play sounding off with us? Uh, Okay. <laughs> You you don't you he don't really have to, to. He really wants to, can't you tell? He doesn't want to show it, but I can tell he really wants All right, to. Alright, we'll dig up the stat. Let's go to break. We'll be right back with sounding off with the incredible Bulk Hogan. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. And we're back. And we're talking about SU and we got some uh, uh some statistics. So is the mole back? Man He's back. Mole. mowing it up. What's up? With a little Molinay sauce. Um, so here's a great one for you. Um, at, we were uh, number eight in the ACC in three point shooting. Um, before last night, we dropped two spots because of how bad we shot. <laughs> and we're they number, had, when they've won, they've hit their three pointers, but,
1: they, but yeah.
2: And we're, yeah. And we're number, yeah. We're number 233 in the country. We're number 233. They're not, that's not that's just not going to get it done. It's Not going to yeah. get it done. Not when you're trying to get in the top 68. That's not getting it done. But you know what? Let's see. Maybe we light it up against Louisville. We're going to go into yeah, Louisville. They, St- they, they could. They could. They absolutely could. They, they're going to need to. They're going to need to. For sure. Louisville, um, they were playing really, really well. And then they kind of choked.
1: What's crazy is last night they turned NC State over a ton.
2: Oh, oh, my long. God. And c- I- NC State had 17 turnovers in the first half or something. I mean, it was, and, and we still, it was a three point game we were losing. So I don't know how, you know, the defense was was doing all right. I don't know. It, man.
1: Was, I, it, was, it was so out of sorts. It was so weird to watch. Frank Howard tried to behind the back pass at the top of the key. It was just a bizarre game. Yeah. That, it really That was
0: miserable. That was miserable. It was off of a and, pick and pop and you. Turned into two. He had like yeah. five or six turnovers, but he had and he had twenty one points. The one night that Frank Howard finally scores and does some scoring, five threes, five threes, five for eleven from three. Hughes, O'Shea, and Tyus Battle combined for fifteen. If they were to just play to their average, they would have averaged forty four points combined. That would have had Syracuse win by fourteen if they just played to their average.
2: But I'm, I'm just, but but I'm just thinking along those lines, Tommy. So you go to the locker room. You know the locker room thing is to is to reset uh to may- maybe change some things that are are not working and take a look at some of the things that are being thrown at you specifically more than really changing a lot of your own game plan I think offensively you're supposed to be able to to make defensive changes um and and I've been in that room before you know when you're when you're looking at sometimes at pictures or, or you know you're getting diagrams drawn for you and everything. I just, what do you say to a team when when your top three scorers who average forty four points at halftime have eight points, you know I mean it's the three of them, you know or whatever or or nine or whatever they had, you know I'm just I'm perplexed, you know I'm perplexed at that kind of output, you know that's uh, we're never gonna we're not gonna win any games that we're gonna lose to Wake we're gonna lose to we we play like we played last night we're gonna lose to everybody
1: i are those three won't all have
2: bad games at the same time. Yes, off, so. I, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying we couldn't have beat anybody last night, so no. we got to throw no, but
1: that. They do. It could be a long end of the
2: season. Well, we want to throw that one away. We don't want to say nit. Oh, do oh. don't like those three letters. No, we don't like those three letters. So let's let's uh, let's play a little sounding off. All right. So uh, my debut
0: of signing sounding off. Wow. Uh, a 32 year old guy in Atlanta. He got drunk on Tuesday. And tried to burn his mother's house down while she was locked inside with his brother. And it all started because of an argument over a box of Cheez-Its. A Georgia man allegedly set his mother's home on fire over a box of Cheez-Its crackers. The 61-year-old woman had to be rescued from the second story window... Police say her two sons were home, one was intoxicated, and an argument broke out over the box of crackers. That's when the intoxicated man uh, locked his brother and mother inside the home, poured gasoline on the front steps, and lit it on fire. The brother, trapped inside, was able to lift his mother down from the balcony and get himself out to safety. 32-year-old Jeremy Watt is charged with
2: first-degree arson and criminal damage to property. They had, a, they had it coming. Geez, it's a worthy thing. They, ha- they had it coming. Stole the do box you lock somebody you? in a house? Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Are you, like, How do Are you how do you lock them in? You use a key from the outside, you can't open it from the inside. But you know what?
1: Wait, they have back doors? You p- his, you're
2: pinning each door? Listen, pinning each closed. S- s- stole his Cheez-Its. <laughs> you know what? Mess around, mess around, so you won't be around. Steal the Cheez-Its. That's the way I look at it.
0: Cheez-Its a food for
2: you that... Uh, you know what? It has It has nothing to do with actually it being Cheez-Its. You stole the Cheez-Its. The guy, I'm sure yeah. at one point, he looked at him and went, Man, I will lock you in and burn you to the ground if you don't give me that. They called me bluff. And you know what? He took his hand, he put it right back in there, and he started knocking on those Cheez-Its, and Granny was sitting there right there with him. Granny was right there with him eating the Cheez-Its. And you know what? I heard somebody say, burn, baby, burn. Cheez-It Inferno, burn, baby, burn. Burn a mother down. Get it. That's what I say, Paulie. Nailed it. That's what Are I you say.
1: Like Cisco songs to a Cheez-It
2: story? <laughs> Did you like the way I combined that? I thought you you would like that, man. That's right in your ear. What do you got next?
0: Uh, This is a more typical response to kids playing Fortnite. Two brothers in, in the UK were busted by a teacher last March for playing Fortnite in a school classroom, and she was not very happy.
2: Yo, you just want to that won a game in school, bro! How did you just do that, bro? How did you just no win, way. guys? Victory Royale in school. It, that That's it, that so sick, bro! Oh my god, I cannot believe that happened. We just disconnected in time, though. Thank what God. Are you doing? Oh my God. What are you doing? You're hey, no, 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 you
1: no, supposed
3: to no, be no. in school. What are you uh, doing? You're supposed to be. I am. Um,
0: I'm to be working? working on my project now. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, who are you? Uh, I'm his brother. I came into. Uh, how did you get into the school? Uh, I came in through the the main reception, the reception gate. Do you realise how much trouble your job is going to get in for this? Oh bruh, I, I, I was just doing my project. Like, no no it yeah. Doesn't look like a project to me. What actually is this? How did you even get it in school? I just um, I put it in my bag. But what is it? What even is it? It's um. It's his Xbox. It's, it's like Xbox yeah, it's like so. I don't know how to explain I don't this. Don't we just. Market, sorry uh, ever. I just. I just a <laughs> yeah, he just got a dub. <laughs> I am sorry, Did by
3: the way. We we'll just pack it all up now and get it out.
0: They're getting okay, busted for playing no, Fortnite in school. No, yeah, that's fine. No, that is fine. So I this sorry. didn't happen to you in school. I didn't know. You didn't get busted for playing Fortnite in school, Polly. I
2: got, oh. I got, I got busted for four playing in school, but I never got busted for Fortnite. I never got busted for Fortnite.
1: No. Oh, this is why I host this segment.
2: Wow. Whoa. He on loves your debut. Shots, but he's not here. On your debut. Yeah, he's, he's not strong. Here he's strong shots. in you when he's yeah, on the we'll road. We'll see isn't tomorrow. He? Yeah. We'll see tomorrow for some more yeah. shots. Yeah.
1: I could play silent and it would be better than that. It
2: wasn't my favorite segment so far, but there's more to come. Exactly. There's more to come. See this is the thing. Yeah, more yeah, he I see what he's doing. I see what he's doing see, he wants to Come, yet, come at the gate you know, semi-strong, then he's going to lull you into a false sense of security where are like, oh, come on, I've bro. Got a, And then bam! I've got a great spin
0: zone. You lower the expectations on the first day. You can't come in hot, or else everything has to be as good as the rest. Oh, but you I, have to that's just those, me.
2: That's just me, though. You have
0: to make the expectations really low, so then all of a sudden they're coming out. It's like skipping class on this the first is, day of this, college. This is so then the, professors, the professors, So then the professor's expectations for you are so low that You're the, the next time the this,
2: this is a theory that's killing me. So video. Really, I'm going to tell the story Then I'm going to interrupt you. We'll, we'll continue. I okay. Promise. All right. So I go yesterday. We have the, the snow delay. So I have to take the kids all the way into town. Now my daughter, I said to my daughter, I said, Avis, we're not going to, we're not going to get back in time for uh, this book thing that she's doing. And she's been doing this for months. Right? So she said, dad, I have to be there by 1130. So I had to cut the show short. I had to get the kids in the truck and get them out there with a show I need 11 by 1130 all the way out into Constantia. I get them there at 1130. They walk in and they've got this, you know, 10, you know, 10 different classes and they're all they had to read these books. So and Finley, my my other daughter, had the same thing. So they get home, get off the bus. Daddy's already prepping dinner, took care of the dogs, cleaned some of the house. And I said, how'd you do with the uh, big book competition? My daughter goes, we came in third. I said, third's not bad after all those kids. She goes, yeah, we really got stuck on a few of them because, you know, not a lot of people really read too many of the books. And I looked at her and I said, well, how many books were there in the thing? What did you say, 10? And she said, yes, 10. I said, how many did you read? She goes, one. And I looked at her and I went, Avis, you read one book in three months for a competition, a comprehension competition. She goes, well, all of us were, I went, no, 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 no. But the, the idea of where that bar is, so I asked Finley, I go, how did you do She goes, I don't know what place we came in. I read two. These girls have reading lamps and are supposed to be reading at night. I, am, I absolutely took it on the chin that I'm not doing my job better to realize that these – one book out of 10 in three months, I wanted to throttle her. I was, so, I was so mad. I was so mad. So what I've done is I've taken away the, the devices and I'm going to the school when I drop them off today, another snow day, and I'm going to buy all ten books. And those kids are gonna read every single page of those ten books. I don't care if the competition's over or not. I'm so mad. But again, that's that that's that where you put that bar and what you what the expectation level you have for your children. If I had told my father that, I read one out of ten books, my father would have backhanded me right across the room where you would have been out of camera. Bam. Now, here's the
0: thing. If they were to read all 10, you would have expected 20 the next time.
2: No, that's not true. Because the 10 were were pre-picked. You know, you know what it has to do. It's the same thing, Daddy. I want to play the clarinet, Daddy. I want to play the clarinet. So I wait. I let her go to the school and use the school clarinet. It's not that expensive. It was a, you know for a nice one it was one hundred and fifty bucks. So I lay out the the bright red colored one, you know, but with the extra reeds. I have not heard that clarinet played in my house. And of course, well, I'm already a good the, thing. I'm already in the band. I'm already doing well. I'm. I said, but don't you want to do better than just be in the band? Don't you want to be like the number one or two clarinet player? And, and it, you can't teach that kind of drive. Um, that was definitely my, we competed with each other on everything uh, to, to a point of maybe it was unhealthy how much we competed with each other, but to motivate kids today versus what was, you know, even no interest in athletics. They don't want to play in any sport. They, to, they will sit with their telephone if you gave it to them or their iPad all day long and do nothing but watch you know, videos and 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 do social media stuff. I mean, it, it has so changed the game now. Um, I th- I think that these devices um, f- they're fascinating from uh, from what becomes accessible to you information wise versus having to go to a library. Or whatever. But I don't know if it's better. I don't know if it's better. I really don't. It demotivates. The My dad kids.
1: would tell me to go get the book that I liked and read, and then beat me with it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, the old days, Polly. The old days. <laughs> what else you got? You want to go to break and come back and we'll finish sounding off? Sounds good. That works. What do you think, I uh,
1: Yeah, I got to run. I'm doing the whole traffic thing through D.C.
2: right oh, now. Oh, stop so making like you have stuff. a life. You have no life. Hang up on him. Hang up on him. He's gone. All right, we'll be right back after this. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. What else you got going? Uh, where's my daughter trying to, trying to chime in at me? I'm on the radio right now. What's wrong with you? Live on the radio. What's wrong with you? I'm hanging up with my kid. Um look at this. Can I get a bag of chips <laughs>
0: from the other room? <laughs> she wants some vending machine money.
2: Wow. Just strong. My whole family forgets that I do a show. Can Avis and I get something? We're really hungry. Like I didn't feed them. They mowed down sandwiches, bags of chips, grapes, apples. It's uh, 11 40 in the morning. Holy crap. Too early for a bag of chips? They've already knocked down it. <laughs> so I fed them breakfast. Then they had a bag. Then they ate their lunch already, which I packed for them, which I made them sandwiches. They ate the sandwiches. They go. ate a bag of chips. They ate a, uh, what are the uh, um, cheese? No, not cheese. It's what are the long, squirrely ones that have the cheese so, puffs? Yeah, knocked those down cheetos and an apple man tough child service is coming after me now undefeating my children
0: steve kerr about as unhappy as you are right now with your kid wanting chips uh but this was a flagrant foul called on draymond green and he had some words for the uh, referee including a uh, little break of the clipboard
2: against draymond green steve kerr is going nuts oh he just slammed down the board he gets a technical he might get thrown out he does You don't see this occur much. The rules are usually
0: reversed with Draymond Curry Green back. being the one getting tossed out and Steve Kerr the one having to hold him. Who's back. holding him back? Kevin Durant.
1: The All Star break. Started-
0: Dave Pasch, recurring guest of the Daniel Baldwin Show, on the call. So,
2: I, you know, I got a theory when this happens. Here's my theory. Maybe he ate some some dicey food. Yep, and he just had to go. I love that theory. I agree. To, he had to go. Four, there are four minutes left, down seven a, over a stupid call too. Yeah, I watched the call. I watched the foul. It was, I don't think it was flagrant either, but it wasn't a you know crazy. Or not he definitely tried to stop him from scoring. Um, you know, so the uh, thing
0: the, with Draymond the, Green is if it's a little egregious, it's going to go the way of a flagrant because he has the reputation
2: of right. of. of right being that guy. Oh, and, and he's earned it. He's he earned the reputation. It. Very much um, so. Do you think it had anything to do with the fact that uh, Portland was beating him? They were. Uh, I think so. I he think was getting a little uncomfortable in his chair. Did Portland end up winning the, the game? Back.
0: To be honest, I'm not sure. Oh,
2: I, mean, I can yeah. look real quick. I think, I'm going to say Portland wins the game. I'm going to say Damian Lillard lights it up for 32. He's
0: very good. He's having a very good year. He too. is really good. He doesn't
2: want to be in, in Portland anymore, though. You don't He'd think be so? a great Laker. He'd be a great Laker.
0: He's, he's, everything points to him really liking.
2: I lived there in Portland. Portland. Great city. Great city. Well, it's his, his team.
0: Portland ended up winning by twenty two. <sighs> this was four minutes left. It was 103 when that happened with four minutes left. So they Maybe went on should. a nineteen to three run. So after it, that. he
2: showcased it a little bit. Maybe Stevie Kerr. Nineteen to four combination had, had to take a leak and, yeah. and showcase. Yeah, he,
0: he had enough. You throw
2: that clipboard, you're guaranteed to be in front of a urinal in thirty seconds. You know that, right?
0: If <laughs> you throw that clipboard, you're good. Oh yeah, you're gone. You're good to go. See if you're gonna break the clipboard, willing to break
2: it at least, or willing to spike it, you gotta just break it over your knee. If you break Put on it, a show, okay, okay. But if you break the clipboard over your knee, is that gonna get a referee to throw you out of the game? Because he teed him up for throwing it. Sure. He didn't throw him out of the game. So he technicaled him for throwing the for throwing the clipboard. Then he whatever we didn't get yeah, to hear he the words he said. Yeah, well, he he went out there on the court and went after him, and then whatever he said to him. So you know he dropped some big bombs on him, probably. And that and that and that added to already having a technical and showing that type of uh, physicality in combination. He's gone. He's gone. But see, I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with the. He had to go to the bathroom. That was a fair ejection, though, right? Fair for what he was doing. Yeah, you can't undermine the authority of referee no. in front of all those players. If he had leaned into him and said, "You know," but he put a show on or, the, or, or I, stopped after the first tee, which he didn't do. If he threw the clipboard, you throw anything, you, you're going to get a tee. You throw you thro- you throw anything, you're going to get a technical foul for sure. You can't do that. You can't make that kind of physical demonstration. And they have to nip that at the bud because where does that lead to? You know, it's the same thing as you're in the heated argument and you can see when a guy intentionally bumps a referee or does something like that. And another time when he just got too close to him. But if you make contact with a referee, you're getting a flag. For sure, yeah. you're getting a flag. It for was sure. first
0: Steph Curry's mouth guard. Now it's Steve Curry's clipboard that's flying around. For Are Golden you Steph State. Curry then? I hate the Golden State Warriors.
2: Okay. I, I just, I, I, well, I don't want to say I hate everybody on the Warriors, but- well. I just never been. He's an incredible shooter. Um, I would love to have seen him play. You know, from eighty-five to ninety-two. You know, I'd love to him when it was really physical in the NBA, and you know, they just would have planted. I would love to have seen him play against Detroit. I would love to see him play against the old Knicks. You know, he'd be out of the league. Well, he would. He would be a different player. You know, he he would surely be a different player. They've modified the game and hand-checking and physicality and so on to allow for what they have now, which is a lot of really great three-point shooters and sometimes some creative guys with, you know, but the game inside is gone. The dominant centers and the way they play, that's just history now.
0: Now, you were complaining earlier about Syracuse shooting too many threes. Yeah. It's because of Steph Curry, in my opinion. He has changed and, in my opinion, ruined the sport of basketball by just chucking up twenty. 25 threes a game. James Harden, I know he's doing it and is kind of uh, forward this kind of uh, mentality of just shooting threes, but Steph Curry is the guy who started it.
2: If you wanted to do something to change the game significantly and make it, bring some of the scoring down and make the game harder and and more challenging, they'd move the three-point line back 18 inches. So now let him shoot from 24 and a half. For
0: him, though, that's not going to even affect him. But
2: listen it will affect the game. It will affect the game tremendously. It wanted to affect how, listen, I'm a 58-year-old guy who can walk out and after I'm warmed up and I play four or five days in a row with no one guarding me, I can stand out there from a college three-pointer and hit six, seven, eight in a row, you know, all the time. I mean, I watched one time Josh came and I I came and I I set a camera up before we were going to go play in this game that we played um, here at the radio station. And I think on camera, I think I shot four in a row, missed one and made two more or whatever, and then I just turned the thing off like from 19 feet. College basketball should move that back to the pro line and watch the entire college game change. Shooting a 19-footer is so easy and so ridiculous. The
0: scores are already low in college basketball. It was 73 to, what, 58 last night? It would go down even more.
2: Move back. I don't know. Move back. No, what's going to happen is it wouldn't... You'd see the game change, go back into the paint more because of how hard, how much harder it would be, and which would not be bad for the game. I don't think.
0: But big guys are the hardest to develop in college basketball, so those guys aren't much skilled to begin with. But these guys in the NBA, they're so good. The big guys are so good that they've just been extinct now because it's just the three point. It's you know, it's just you, the three point shot. You, you know in hockey
2: when they say three the, points are the gloves are coming off. The gloves are coming off. Yep. You know, take the gloves back off of the NBA. Let, let them you play. want to bring fighting back to the NBA? No, I'm not saying I want to bring fighting back <laughs> in the NBA. And and, that, and you're still going to get the occasional. NBA is the, the fewest fights of any sport. There's more fights in baseball. Sure. So, um, no, but what I'm saying is is that when, back in the day, if you could shoot, and I'm taking nothing away from Curry's ability to shoot the ball. He is a phenomenal shooter. But remember something if you played the Detroit Pistons and you were that good a shooter and you came down and you were hot that day and you nailed a couple, two, three steps beyond, it and he's just bombing them, they would have a guy with his chest hairs in your chin. I mean, knowing Curry could drive around him. Remember, too, he's very quick. He handles the ball well. Sure. And, but they would say, no matter what, don't let him shoot a three. If he runs around you, will be there waiting and they and and they would have just collapsed on him oh, yeah. and clobbered him and at 160 pounds he's going to go in the paint and get hit by Bill Laimbeer two or three times and oh, Dennis yeah. Rodman and he's going to think twice about driving to that basket again that, those those types of message fouls and that and that type of game is gone now. Now knowing that he can run by and no one's going to touch him if he goes inside, they've got to take him an arm's length away to guard away from him running right by them, and that gives him the amount of room he needs to stick that three pointer because he sticks it with people who are a half step behind and, they, and their hand goes up and he still hits him because he's that good. But they can't put they can't glue him on the outside because they're not going to call they're they're, they're not going to let, let him get physical with him on the inside. I say collar him, collar him collar him you're suspended right. take That's the suspension right. no, no, I, take yeah. the suspension yeah send in your, 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 your you know send in your like your 12th guy you know, get you him go. in there just collar him I don't hate that yeah I like, that. I like it a lot let's but go to break it. let's go to break okay. we'll be right back with more after this this is the Daniel Baldwin show hey now we're back we got all kinds of things we could still talk about we're not out of time what, 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 what kind of bulk what do we got left
0: we' looking at we got Joe Flacco getting traded we can come a little full circle on Syracuse our final thoughts on what went wrong last night well
2: I, I, you know I don't think I have a lot of final thoughts they can't shoot so if you can't shoot you can't score I, I don't think the they defense... couldn't shoot last night no they couldn't shoot last night but and this has been um, you know listen I've always said if you take a team at this level, and you were to take and add 15 percentage points onto their shooting and take 15 percentage off points off the team having a cold night that you're playing, you can beat anybody in the country. Anybody. It's the same as, do you really think that Tampa Bay is going to beat the Super Bowl shuffle uh, uh, Chicago Bears? Yeah, if they run the first kickoff back and they do a pick six in the, the first opening series afterwards, they're up 14 nothing in an NFL football game. Of course they can beat them. Any team can beat anybody. But we have consistently in the games that, that what, what worries me is that we haven't shot off a, a small percentage in the games we lost. We were terrible in in, in in several games that we've lost. Granted, we've been good in games that we won, which goes hand in hand. But sure. I mean, we're not falling off and losing. We got blown out again last night. That's what worries me. Is that when you know it's it's one guy, the one night, one guy on our on the team who doesn't score as much is on fire and and, and he scored and no one there to, to compliment him in any way. Vacated our three of your top scorers responsible for as you quoted forty-four points that they average a game and, and they and they got, you know, nine or something. It scored fifteen. So fifteen. Okay. Yep. Well, fifteen from forty four. Yeah, I mean, so
0: Ty Spell had seven points. points. He's off. averaging eighteen points a game.
2: Yeah, Ty has got to show up. He
0: Ty, he did not have it last night. There was a possession. Syracuse was down eleven. They had uh, a three pointer wide open from Buddy Beheim. He missed it. He went all for four last night. You usually expect or at least he can the last knock couple of Adrian Autry, I believe it was, said he expects Buddy to shoot 60% from three. To make 60% of his threes, he said on Orange Nation a couple, a couple days ago. Wow. He went 0-4 last night. You don't expect that. And this was a wide-open three, 11-point game. They were in a little bit of a stretch. And he missed it. They got a stop. Tyus Battle comes down the court. He has a wide-open three. He missed it. That was that was the turning point in the game where they could have got it to five and usually would have gotten the game down to five with the way those two guys have been playing. In this game, they, did it. they didn't have it, and... It was it was over from there. They didn't get to stop the next possession. Braxton Beverly, he he had a couple deep threes. He was shooting from the logo yesterday.
2: Yeah, he was sticking them from downtown.
0: Yeah, deep. Yeah, he, he shot one that was a thirty footer. It was ridiculous, wide open from the top of the key. But you can't guard a thirty footer. No, you can't.
2: That's why I'm so good.
0: Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're just, a thirty foot
2: shooter? shooter. I'm slow. No chance. Let him fly.
0: No chance. You can let him fly,
2: bro. All day, <laughs> all day. Lloyd, world be free. Do you remember him? I yeah, world be free. Do you remember Lloyd? No. His name was Lloyd. World. No, be free. it
0: was just World. B. I've never heard Lloyd, of Lloyd free.
2: World. His... Okay, look it up. Google it right now well, while we're on. While we're on, right it. now while we're on. And then he changed it to while World be free. And got rid of Lloyd. Put, put Lloyd. World be free.
0: Lloyd. See now this is a Lloyd searching your free. Fo- in your Lloyd, favor.
2: World be free. Boom. What comes? Oh, up? Oh, world be free. Lloyd free. Lloyd world be free. But it's just world be free. But you had to. You had to know him. I, I didn't know you him had like to you know him. him. You had to know him. That's on me. You had to know him. Only guys that shoot from 30 know each other. though. There we well. go. Got You know it. what I'm talking about? Sure. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more junk.